Hello, hello everyone.、Uh, welcome to the intersection,、uh, a podcast program about personal and professional journeys and、uh, identities and growth. And today we have the pleasure to invite the founder and CEO of uh, uh, Helen Rose, Dave Bib, to the program. And I was also able to invite my uh, friend uh, Rihanna to be our、uh, guest host as well. So welcome both. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I、um, connected with、uh, Day through our、uh, mutual connection,、uh, Sarah Williams, earlier. And when Sarah、um, basically was just saying. You have to use this product, and I was like, <laughs> "Girl, I'm already using it. Like, <laughs> for real."、Um, I'm seeing Rihanna's face right now, but yeah, when she was kind of like, "This is so amazing!" Like Sarah was like, "I worked with this woman and her products, and this is great." And I was like, "I think I'm already using it." And then I got a bottle. I think it was the、uh, older packaging, still.、Mm-hmm. Um, And I was like, "Is it this one?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the best oil I've ever used." <laughs> Where have I been living? Like, <laughs> like I'm a rock, apparently. <laughs>、um, I actually I picked up、uh, the rose petal oil and the whipped cream. Whipped cream. <laughs> the the butter. <laughs> the butter. Uh, for Rihanna this week, I'm gonna drop in, drop them off this afternoon. Actually, at her house. Oh,、um, yeah, I'm excited. Well, I've been watching your、um, your mission on Instagram,、um, <laughs> and I wanted to like、uh, like have this interview and talk with you, and then you know maybe you can give me some more recommendations beyond what Joe's gonna be hand delivering to me a li- little bit later, but. But yeah, I, I'm curious about what made you decide to do. You're doing posting a video every day on socials、mm-hmm. until you get to fifty thousand followers. Is that right?、Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I wanted to do it just to see if it would work because、um, I feel like I should already have fifty thousand followers. I'm pretty funny. I'm pretty engaging. <laughs> My content's cute, you know. So、yeah. like, what's going on here? And I get the only thing I could think of was like consistency. You know, I'm not really consistent with posting like a certain type of content.、Um, I noticed like there's certain types of content that do very well. There's certain type of content that do that's okay. But I know that I needed to lean more into doing videos, and people want to see your personality, and and they want to know about your products too. But they want to know the why behind a lot of things, and I and I feel like that's always been like.、Um, What draws me to brands and wanting to buy things is the why, and so if I can get that into video, just a little piece, of, just a little pieces of me every single day, and what my products do and why they're good, and different ways that you can use them, and how you know one product will work great for this thing, and then this product will work great for that thing, or you can put them together and have them work together. People don't know the little nuances like that. Sure. So I just wanted to see if it will work, and it's it's doing it's doing well. It's doing、oh, really, really good on TikTok. So on TikTok, I gained three thousand new、uh, followers in twenty、uh, eight days. Damn!、Oh. Yeah. So TikTok, I was <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, I actually had a video go viral, 
It got over 500,000 views. What? One of my, yeah, so it works. It definitely works. And then on Instagram, it's like I, I've, I gained more, I gained some almost 200 followers, so mm-hmm. way less. But mm-hmm. my engagement went up from maybe like 2,000 followers in a week per week to 18,000 followers per week. So, so 18,000 people who don't know me who don't oh. follow me are now engaging with my content. Right. So they're so watching your that videos. Is, and... They're watching my videos. So that mm-hmm. so the thing that you need to be looking out for is engagement. Are people watching your videos? Are people engaging with them? Are people liking them, commenting, sharing them, saving them? Those are the people who are, are your pot- potential customers. Regardless of if they follow you or not, those are your potential customers. <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely been working. It's motivating me to keep doing it, just to keep sharing like little pieces of me and my business and what I'm doing. Well, can you talk about what your why is for your business? My why? Okay, yeah. so I have a I have a few a couple different ones. So the original why was just because I'm dry. You know, my <laughs> really dry skin. <laughs> Um, really sensitive skin, really terrible allergies. I'm allergic to a lot of things. My daughter has really terrible allergies also. She had terrible eczema. I was going to the doctor. We were getting steroid creams. I was trying to use anything that I could, but I'm really big on using natural skincare products. So everything, most things on the market have shea butter in them or other tree nut derived ingredients. So I'm talking like coconut oil, almond oil, argan oil, things that are from trees. I did not realize that if you have a tree nut allergy or aversion, you can have reactions from tree nut ingredients that are in skincare products. So say someone has a shea butter aversion or allergy and and, and you're just putting it on your skin, it will moisturize just fine. But it will also cause an allergic reaction, which will exacerbate whatever underlying issue that you have. So if you have eczema or psoriasis or rosacea or whatever it is, it will make it worse. (laughs) But your skin will be moisturized. And so (laughs) that is what was happening with my daughter. You know, like her skin was moisturized just fine, but she was having all of these outbreaks because she can't use shea butter. And I did not know that. So the why started with me trying to find products on the market that didn't have shea butter or coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And there aren't any, really. If you look for natural skincare products, almost 99% of them are shea butter based and have coconut oil in them. What? And, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it just took me, so that that's how the oil started with me blending up, finding things that didn't have tree nuts in them. And so I just started blending up different oils to see what would work with my skin. Cause I have really dry skin, but I like, I don't like things to be greasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just was trying different blends. Like I was trying one with olive oil in it and olive oil was a little too heavy. I was yeah. trying things with um, like, I just different oils. And, and I've found this um, guide of like, um, oils and butters and the different absorption rates 
So you have like dry oils, which is like a instant absorption rate. Then you have like a medium absorption rate. Then you have a long absorption rate. So I was just doing all this like research and trying all these different blends. And it just got to the point where I was like, I I know I can make what I want. I just have to get through the process of testing it and seeing what I want. I did the same thing with the butters. Can you explain what a like how how the butter works? Like what what that means? Because it's not like you're getting mm-hmm. butter from the dairy aisle and or are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> butters are <laughs> so the butters are from like the 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 seeds and like so like shea butter is from the nut of just trees in Africa and they mm-hmm. pound it down and they and they get the butter and they make the butter out of it. Same thing. So my base product, my hero product, is the like Kapuasu blend and that is from the fruit it's a kapuasu fruit it's in brazil and other parts of south america but mostly like majorly brazil and you can eat it it's it's delicious they make you know milkshakes and you know all types of things out of the fruit and it's the seed the the butter from the seed is incredibly moisturizing but the thing is it has a really low low melt point so if I made it with oh. purely kapuasu butter, it would melt really, really easily. So and but and it also has it's not greasy, it's more like a velvety tint to it, but I wanted something that was a little bit more stable. So I mixed it with mango butter, which is from the seed of mangoes, and it's really it has a good drag to it, which means like when you're pu- pulling it across the skin, it feels nice on um, the texture feels really mm. nice but it doesn't moisturize as deeply as other butters. And so then, and then I, and I, I also use kokum butter, which is a really good one. That's from mango steams, seeds. Okay. But it's super hard and it's a mm-hmm. very dry butter, but, and it's not spreadable. So when I mix those three, and the thing about kokum butter that's really good is it's also antibacterial and antifungal. Oh, so I wanted okay. something that would, help with the itching because mm-hmm. when people have eczema they tend to itch when and, and, and scratch themselves subconsciously they don't know they're doing it and you get bacteria under your fingernails and you don't know it's there so like my four-year-old well she's 11 now but this was happened when this, we were doing all this when she was four she was scratching herself subconsciously and that was making the eczema get infected and so I needed something oh, sure. that would be antibacterial, mm-hmm. antimicrobial, antifungal, so that once, when she, as she's healing, she, it, it would help with the um, keeping it from getting infected. So that's why I chose those three butters and to mix, to blend into my signature mm-hmm. blend. And once I got the blend right with the oils and the butters correct, it, it became this very beautiful, soft, butter but once it hardens it keeps its integrity in the bottle you know in the in the jar mm-hmm. as soon as you touch it though and start to spread it onto your to your body it melts immediately Is and so nice? you get this like super velvety texture it's not greasy you can you don't you can wash your hands they will stay moisturized you don't have to continuously keep putting it on and putting it on it'll just stay all day and so that is how that's that was the first reason that that was the why. <laughs> it's uh it's absolutely amazing because I I don't know if what I have is eczema, but 
just as skin goes, you know, as I get older, I become more and more itchy and I'm allergic to a lot of things now. And especially mm-hmm. in the winter, I just, I scratch without knowing it. And then mm-hmm. it leaves marks and then it dries out. It just, yeah. So I, I'm not <laughs> even joking. I think this is going to be something I'll be just giving away, you know, holidays. <laughs> Do you have eczema? Do you have dry skin? Use this. Mm-hmm. You know? It's also yeah, really, good really great. For, it's also really good for people who have like um, chemotherapy burns and radiation burns. So I have um, one of my cousins had uh, breast cancer and she used it and, for her burns and it just made them, it smoothed them all away. And so like a lot, a lot of times when I um, ha- know someone, if they're going through some type of treatments or if they have a scar from, um, a surgery or something, I'll just gift it to them. I gave it out during the pandemic to um, nurses for free. Like mm-hmm. I just took it up to the hospital mm-hmm. and gave them like little samples and stuff because of their hands were so affected by having to wash constantly. They oh, were like sure. splitting and bleeding. So it's really good for those type of things, like healing a really, really extreme conditions, situations. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So that's cool. So I know you started uh, the adventure, I would say, um, for your daughter from the beginning. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a parent, but my parents are a parent. And I think as a parent, you would do a lot for your children and you would mm-hmm. go way beyond. And for you, you went even further, right? Like from, okay, I'm going to figure out how to fix my daughter's skin problem to developing a whole product line or multiple product lines like mm-hmm. what i'm curious to see you know what motivated you to do that and uh and also additionally what is your vision for um helen rose both for your children um of course you are a role model for them at this point um both for your children and just for the customers or general public mm-hmm. So there was the the motivate the motivation to continue came um, from my second reason. <clears throat> so I had started a nonprofit organization in 2018 called Om Thrive, and we're doing um, yoga and um, wellness services for survivors of domestic violence. Uh-huh. It's very 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 difficult to get funding for a nonprofit organization, especially in the first three years, and especially for a black led organization. Because the people who have the grant dollars do not look like me. And so I was at the end of my rope. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to fund this thing. And I was at that same time while I'm doing that work, I may, I'm starting to blend up these things for my daughter, trying just trying to heal her up, heal her eczema and things. And people, my friends started asking me to make them jars of butter and oil. And I was like, hmm. Maybe I got something here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had just posted something on Facebook, like, oh, I'm making a bunch of this. And I had people ask, like, oh, I'll pay $20 for this. I'll pay this. And I'm like, what? So I had an event in 2019. And I, it was for, my, the, it was a yoga event. And I just brought a bunch of jars of, of the butter just to see what would happen. And I sold out. And I couldn't believe it. And, um, then I had another event. This is before you even had a name. So we ended up naming it Helen Rose Skincare after my mom because she passed away in 2019. 
and her real name is Helen Rose. And so we named the, the Helen Rose Skincare, and I had another event on my birthday, December 14th, 2019, and it was a joint event. Like, I was um, promoting the nonprofit, and I was also promoting, like, oh, now this is Helen Rose Skincare. And this was the first time that I had introduced the different scents. And I wanted to do the scents based on their aromatherapy benefits because I have a hard time taking commercial medications. I'm allergic to a lot of medicines. I'm allergic to penicillin. I'm allergic to all opioids. Like I can't take pain medication. And so I have managed my pain and mental health and things like that through mind-body practice, yoga, acupuncture, and aromatherapy. So I wanted to make a product line that had different scents based on what they do for your mood. So I introduced this at this event that I had on on my birthday, and I sold out so fast that I had to leave early. (laughs) Whoa. I was like, okay, maybe a present. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I do have something going on here. And I that was, it, I was like, I I can do this. Like, I can fund this. I can help as many people as I need to help. The pandemic hit. I lost my job. And I was like, I'm just going to go full time with this. And so it's just like, that's that's basically the, was the, the series of events that led to the shaping of what it is now. I feel like uh, before we were recording, we were sort of joking about or talking about astrology, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel, and for me, I'm not, I'm not religious, but I am kind of spiritual. And I, I, I know this is cliche, but I feel like sometimes things do happen for a reason and they happen at at time, very weird times and sometimes very interesting times. Um, mm-hmm. I feel it's not a coincidence that, you know, you are where you are today. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. Can I also just add on that we have the same birthday? I'm also no, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm just so going to say like, in 2019, <laughs> that that was also my birthday present. You selling out and deciding to get into business. <laughs> That is wild. I've only ever met one other person with my birthday. Really? There are Mm -hmm. like, I have, are there three other friends of mine? Or they're, you know, we're not as close anymore, but there are a number of like December 14th running around this city, just so you know. That That is wild because I I don't know you heard this, Rihanna, but when you were fixing the computer, they and I were talking because I'm a Pisces and I told her, I don't know what you are because I don't remember your birthday. Very sorry. That is (laughs) right. Well, I won't forget your birthday. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's done. It's, yeah, set in stone. Oh my god! Uh, I think I just got replaced. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, so I'm also curious about you know you talking about your work in nonprofit and supporting mm-hmm. women from um, or survivors, I should say. Mm-hmm. 
from domestic violence. Um, are you still are you still putting work in that area? And how does that serve you and your work right now? So yes, I'm still putting work into it. We have paused a lot from the um, programming that I was doing because I needed to focus on making money <laughs> mm-hmm. and bringing money in. All through the pandemic, though, we had classes. So we had, um, for the first two years, we did in-person classes. Then the pandemic hit and we did online classes and on-demand classes. We tried to do in-person classes and it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And um, my vision for later on would be to fund an entire like wellness services. So like getting back to the the question you asked me earlier with like the vision for Helen Rose Skincare, I'm actually going back to school starting in September to be an esthetician. So I want to get an esthetician certificate so I can be able to offer services with my products as a licensed professional. And that can integrate. So I already teach yoga. I do mostly, mostly now I just do like events or I get hired by um, agencies like um, DV agencies so or, or resource centers. So I've worked with like YWCA. I've worked with Bradley Angle. I've worked with Raphael House, um, Multnomah County, um, Healthy Birth Initiative, just all types of uh, places. So that's that's how I've been continuing my work at this time but I feel like I could do so much more especially Mm -hmm. with the integrating the products with a service Mm -hmm. so my goal for the future is to have like a whole spa experience apothecary experience where I would not only have like my products but I would be able to have services provided there we will be able to do yoga classes we will be able to provide um herbal blends because i'm real big on my like my kids call them my potions (laughs) (laughs) and my witchcraft (laughs) so i'm really big on my potions this is um bitter cold this is bitter cola ginger um lime juice and honey and i drink like these like every few days just to make sure that my system is cleaned out so it's like you know but i want people to know those things like the Uh types of things that i do to keep myself healthy and to be able to share that with people who do not have the resources to pay 12 dollars for a cup of tea but they could maybe pay 12 dollars for a bushel of tea leaves and be able to make tea every day instead of having to pay twelve dollars for one cup of tea right so like those are the types of things like I, I want to be able to do. I have so many ideas, but those are the, that's where my vision is heading is being able to have like a holistic healing experience, including services, including products, including counseling, all of the things that we need to get ourselves into a place where we can feel whole again. Yeah, well, it, it seems like uh, at least... So I, just as some context, I volunteer for an organization that it provides food to um, uh, folks in need, essentially. And there's this weird attitude around like, oh, people should just be grateful for what they get. You know what I mean? And I, it's, yeah, it's pretty gross. But, you know, when I'm hearing you're talking about um, working with survivors of domestic abuse, like, 
these kinds of services are just not seen as important and necessary Mm -hmm. as part Mm -hmm. of your recovery or your not recovery, but you know, your healing journey. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so like, it's such a gift to, you know, be able to like go and feel good about yourself, about your body and everything. And, you know, make it more than just like, okay, well we've given you these services. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we helped you out of the situation. There is a very huge gap between surviving and thriving. There is a huge gap that needs to be filled. And I remember when I first started practicing yoga, I would be in there. And of course, I was on many, many, many occasions, the only person that looked like me in any type of way. The only black woman, Mm -hmm. the only fat woman, the only, you know, just I just don't look like I fit in there. And I would be in the classes and I would really be thinking to myself, who is this for? Mm-hmm. Who are we helping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, are we, yeah. like, who, who is this for? If, if, if it's not for, because even if it's for people of a certain socioeconomic level, mm-hmm. then how come there are no uh, people? Well, how come it's not a diverse? There are rich people who are also black why are they not going to yoga because they don't feel comfortable in those spaces uh-huh. because it's designed yeah. to make them not feel comfortable in those spaces yeah i think you already answered sort of my question um day is that you know in yoga and a lot of like wellness practices um like, like I do yoga regularly and my teacher who I love, uh, is a 70 year old white woman, you know, Mm -hmm. um, she's great. She's amazing. But again, in the wellness and yoga and kind of self-love space, I just don't see a lot of people of color, Mm -hmm. of color and I think that's a good point like we are kind of like emotionally prohibited from um practicing and mm-hmm. healing really um yeah and yeah. I almost feel like there's like this air of like um it just everything <laughs> it feels like everything just breaks down into racism but <laughs> there's <laughs> I mean <laughs> everything just like you can just trace it back you just go back down in history like literally everything tracks but i feel like even us as people of color sometimes feel like well i'm surviving i have a roof over my head i have food i shouldn't be complaining it's fine i'll just struggle through it no Mm-hmm. I rebuke that in the name of whoever. I'm not struggling through it. Nope. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not struggling through it. I am going to yoga class. I'm going to cry my ass out. I'm going to act spoiled. I'm going to act like I need help. What mm-hmm. is wrong with that? Why can't I act like I need help? Why well, can't like, I it feels almost help? like there's a difference. It's either like for certain folks, it's like, oh, this is self-care. This is important. You're putting this time into it. And then for others who might not be, who aren't thriving, it's seen as selfish, indulgent, mm-hmm. and just not generally like, it's like, well, you could have been, oh, you, you're, you don't have enough food. Well, you could have worked more hours mm-hmm. and made more money. Oh, exactly. you know, you could have yep. 
put this time into doing something else that is deemed important from other folks. Yeah. So it's oh, yeah. Like, no, I've, I've definitely had like that, that pushback of people being like, you use that time to go to yoga class? I'm like, if I didn't, I would be killing everybody up in here. So, yes, I have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to. It was important that I used that time. Even my kids know, like, don't even bother. If I'm if I'm going to yoga or I'm doing a class at home, do not bother me. You better be you better be holding your arm in your hand. Like, if, if it better be that serious <laughs> before I'm stopping, <laughs> I need this, and I want people. To, <laughs> I want people to that look like me to be able to take self care that seriously. Mm-hmm. And be able to express that it's that important to them. It is as important as eating. And that's absolutely. Fine. Yeah. Our culture, I mean, I feel like I come in and out of that trap as well myself is this uh, grind culture. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I just have to keep going and going. If I take a break from whatever I'm doing, it's going to suck or it's going to kind of ruin me or something I feel like I'm programmed to Mm -hmm. just keep going and if I take a nap or if I do something just for no reason at all right like just Mm -hmm. for pleasure if I did something just for for pleasure I would be like you are wasting your time Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm in and out of that trap all the time like sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like you've earned this Joe like you deserve this like why are you being so hard on yourself and then mm-hmm. when I'll be like, you know, um, I just have to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that's because both of you two like own your own businesses and are doing, you know, your own thing and you're your own bosses. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of around that. Boundaries. But we have to continue to remind ourselves that without us having a healthy body and a healthy mind, there is no business. I don't, I'm not making any revenue at all without a healthy body and a healthy mind. So when there are times when I berate myself too, and I'm just like, oh, you're being lazy, get up. And then I'll be like, no, you haven't taken a day off in 19 days. Take a day off and stop. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't even really, it don't even have to be a whole day off. Take 12 hours off. Mm, Yeah. You can still do a couple things that day. Go to the post office, throw some stuff, whatever. Then go back and lay down. You yeah. still, That's what you was doing at your job anyway. You were sitting at your job. <laughs> wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Scrolling on TikTok. You, you posted your video and now you're like, who else is on here? <laughs> right. Just uh, uh, If you have a corporate job, there were many a days where you were sitting at your desk not doing nothing. But you were working. <laughs> But your work never, not me. Okay. I was one hundred percent focused. Eight hours a day, eight hours a day, always. Mm-hmm. There was never a time when I was looking at the clock, waiting, just looking at looking at it ticking. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So I know you've been busy on Instagram day. So mm-hmm. I also want to see, you know, in real life, um, off screen, mm-hmm. what you like, what are the activities, the events? Mm-hmm. The- yeah. Um, I'm always doing something. <laughs> so with day-to-day life is me 
either making my own, making products, shipping orders, um, working. I have a couple employees working with them, you know, trying to just just the day-to-day business things, keeping my website, you know, together. We we did a lot of, this summer, we did photo shoots. We did a lot of revamping of the website. We did a lot of, um, you know, putting together, I put together a couple pitch decks. I've applied for a bunch of grants. I'm still in the process of negotiating to get a warehouse. So like, those are like my day-to-day things. But then I also like to do events. Mm-hmm. So I am one half of PDX Black Collective with my good friend and business partner, Kiana Baker. We just did a um, cultural market that included, I think there was 44 BIPOC vendors. Mm-hmm. And we have been doing it. We started this in 2020, but and we did it through the, the pandemic. Then we took a, a year and a half off. So this was like our first time back. But I, I love spotlighting businesses that would not normally get the chance to be in the spotlight and then also providing like a safe space for people of color to come together in an elevated type of situation so you know indoors air conditioning bathrooms um record you know make sure that we have a photographer that's capturing things because i don't i feel like even in the business world, there's like the, well, you should just be grateful that you have some place to be, regardless of the <laughs> so conditions stupid. of how it is. And so that's <laughs> I mean, and that's, again, that's not just, it's like the business world for like certain mm-hmm. sets mm-hmm. of people. Certain you know, people. it's the same thing with the wellness world and the self-care. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Or even just food insecurity. Like, yeah. you should just be grateful that you got this withered potato. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and I agree. Um, like, everything can be traced back to racism. I think the you should just be grateful is coming from this white kind of savior mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is what you deserve. Take, the, take your peace and go. You know, yeah. unless right. they feel like it's profitable, unless they feel like they can make money, right, right. So then it's a totally different story. <laughs> yes, I agree. But that then that becomes manipulation and then exploitation, mm-hmm. right? Like exactly fundamentally, right. who is the superior uh, superior here? Mm-hmm. Superior, yeah, here. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I like to do a lot of work to kind of like break down those type of barriers. Um, I, I've just, I've had so many situations where I've, want, you know, I can feel like people want me to be like the face of this or like, I want you to participate so that we look diverse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is something that I'm always wary of. I'm always yeah. like looking like, well, what, well, why do you want my business to be there? Why do do our values align? Do our morals align? Are you mm-hmm. just inviting me because I'm one of the safe black people <laughs> that people like? <laughs> what does that even mean? That means a lot. I'm telling you. I promise you, it means a lot. I I feel like that is why I get invited to a lot of things is because I'm one of the like safe black people. Like I'm one of the black people that that can that can make white people not feel uncomfortable because <laughs> of their own. You know, what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. But you I know, just... like 
that like okay like oh yeah she's assimilated enough to where we, she she makes us feel like we're not as racist as we are so let's invite right. her oh and, yeah like, and that i'm yeah. always wary of things like that so that's why i do a lot of the work that i do to mm-hmm. try to even the playing field because mm-hmm. yeah. something that had might be condemned as um unrefined or ghetto or um hood or whatever is going to be the next trend in three years oh once that everyone catches up um, so but what i'm trying to do is instead of the who is in power right now being able to make the money off of it we should be making the money off of it yes absolutely <laughs> yeah um I think I get what you mean now. I think my version of it is I'm always be seeing, I'm always seeing as white adjacent. Mm-hmm. That is yep. my version of it. The, mm-hmm. the, the yep. but that's my, but yeah. I'm called white adjacent, which oh, mm-hmm. oh, you're one of, you're like one of those good Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had some white person say that to me. You are one of oh. the ones for real <laughs> i'm like that is one of the one of the good ones yeah you're one of the yeah. good ones i was like what? okay yeah. that terrible yeah people so, are wild what are these people do? back home are wild. read the book yeah I'm, I'm hoping i can use my platform and my voice to break down those things yeah yeah that that is one of my goals and and missions is to get a help people that are in positions like me get the money that they deserve because that's a huge disparity right now it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of um there there it feels like the the opportunities that are um placed out there like say oh they'll say okay black owned businesses can apply for this grant or people, you know, this is, or this opportunity is specifically for people of color. And there's backlash of that. They're like, oh, well, you shouldn't be excluding people from that. When historically we've been excluded from everything, always. (laughs) We have been excluded from getting capital, always. We have always been excluded from... And when, you, and when you think about these opportunities, these $20,000 opportunities, these $10,000 opportunities, that is not a lot of money when you're talking about trying to build a business. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, it's our, like... white, because our white counterparts are getting approved for $200,000 loans. Right. Yep. For $1 million loans. And we're getting these scraps of $20,000, $10,000. And we're supposed to be like, you should be grateful for that. We gave you $20,000. You should have been able to turn that nickel into 15 cents. And I'm just like, it, it, I'm so tired of having to navigate that that I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm not hoping, I, it is. I'm, it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change that. I'm, cha- I'm working towards changing that type of narrative of people of color should just be grateful for whatever scraps are thrown at them. Yeah. And then be expected to be able to level the playing field with those scraps. That's not fair. So what, when you were developing 
Helen Rose, like what were the methods that you went to like find that capital for your business? Cause I'm you, oh, know, I, you talking about these grants. It's like, <laughs> you had this experience. Like you're not <laughs> talking like you read it. In so, a book. Well, I did not have cap. I used savings. I did not get capital. Um, so I just happened to have savings that I was able to lean on. Um, and then um, that's so for the first year, and then after that, I did. I got a twenty-five thousand dollar grant from American Express, and they. The thing I I would have enjoyed to have more direction and help with planning. You know that would have helped. But the thing that helped me was I um, hired my own mentors. I hired my own business um, advisors, and I would definitely if if you if a business has the money to do so, I would 100% advise for people to do that and mm. hire a business advisor that is, has had similar experiences to you and that understands your vision. I had the, the business advisor that I worked with is, was a black woman. She's from New York, which was where my parents are from. I'm not from New York. I, I was born in Portland, but my parents are from, both of my parents are from New York. Mm. She had experience in for-profit and the nonprofit world, which is what I needed. And she understood the disparities that Black women who are trying to spearhead a business organization or movement go through. And that was key because I didn't have to explain those things to her. Sherry knew what was I was going through. So those are the things that that's how I got through my I was just very lucky to have already had money. So I don't feel like I could tell someone who doesn't have access to at least twenty thousand dollars to begin with, like, oh, you can just do this. And it's like, no, you need money. You one hundred percent need money. And I hate when I see those ads like on Instagram where I'm like, oh, a twenty-two year old started this business with five dollars and now he's uh making five million dollars. No, he did not. That's not true. No. Ain't nobody started no business with five dollars. It was like he had the five dollars in his pocket and then his parents gave him um like really great loan. Yeah. Right. So that's another thing. It feeds into the American dream. Right, mm-hmm. like that narrative is that something magical is gonna happen, and if you just keep at it or whatever, like you can't survive without resource. But Mm-mm. that is the American dream narrative, or at least a version of it. Yeah, and like I, I like a lot of people. What people need the most is a support system. Mm. That is what in in a part of that support system is monetary that is just the way things are that is just the way things are you you need a monetary support system so i mean i definitely those type of grants i definitely would say that people should i would encourage people to apply for but it's going to take more than just that to get to where you want to go and um you 100 have to be passionate about what you're doing and you have to be okay with your bank account looking alarmingly low that Mm -hmm. at times Mm-hmm. Alarmingly, you <laughs> to make this. Yeah, you have to be able to be mentally tough enough to get through those times. Yeah, because like it got to the point where I was like, I got to go back to work, and I did. Mm. Like you can't. I didn't want to have to go back to work. 
But it got to the point where I'm like, I got to raise my kids. I have to feed my family. Yeah. I love this and I want to keep on doing it, but I can't keep doing it and sustaining myself. I can't live off of a business that I'm trying to grow. So I ended up having to go back to work, but I didn't give up on my dream. I kept on working at it and working through it. And just because you might have to slow down or reorganize or go back to the drawing board, that don't mean that you gave up. That just means that you're just, you're working through the kinks. And you might not, if you don't have access to money or capital, you might not have the ability to work through the kinks without having another form of income. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's big disparity between people who have lots of capital and people who have don't is the people who have lots of capital and are, are able to raise those seed funds where they have like $2 million, whatever. They're able to work through the kinks without having a safety net because they already have the safety net in that capital they were able to raise. And with people of color, we don't have those. We don't have access to those venture capital um, funds. We don't have access to our parents giving us right our first down payment on our house so mm-hmm. that we can tap into the equity of our our home. We don't have that. And that is the part that I, I, I'm like, I want to see that opportunity. So, I mean, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like you've processed it and like mm-hmm. understood but like when you're in the moment and you had to like you made that decision to go back to work, mm-hmm. how how did you come come to this place where you feel like you've basically given yourself grace, um, you know, to have, have had to make that decision? Um, I don't know. It was just like go back to work or starve. I mean, like, what do you want to do? <laughs> what you want to do? You want to you want to you want to move out? Like, you try to get evicted? Like, what are you trying to do? But I mean, it, it. I mean, it also got to the point where I'm like, I could struggle through it, or I could go back to work and just. Um, I it was. I'm, I'm trying. I don't know how to explain that. It was like a. There were. I could have not gone back to work if I wanted to. If I if I wanted to, I could have just struggled through it. I could have. But I also was thinking about like. At the end of the day, like, how do I like to live? <laughs> and yeah. there's a little selfishness in there. There's a little selfishness in there. Like, I like to be able to have my you know massages when I feel like it <laughs> like I don't think that's selfishness though I think you know prioritizing ourselves it's great yeah so yeah there was like there was that but I mean but I also knew that I wasn't going to stop I, mm-hmm. I knew I had made a promise to myself like I knew I was like a Helen Rose skincare is bigger than this it's bigger than just right. me mm-hmm. home thrive is bigger than just me I have worked with so many people I've 90% of the people that are in my life now actively, I have either met through some type of volunteer work that I've done, yoga that I've done, or Helen Rose skincare. So like, there was no way that I was going to give up on it, but I'm really passionate about it. So if I had not already had that passion, I don't know if I would still be, if I would have fought for it as much as I wanted, as much as I did. Yeah, that I think that's just good for people to hear. You know what I mean? Because like I've definitely been in you know similar situations, but it's just like it felt like so hard to like give up. Like it felt like a failure. But I think Mm -hmm. you know when you the way you're talking about it, it's like well, I just didn't care as much (laughs) as you do about like what you were working on. You know what I mean? Like that's a huge. It makes a huge difference. 
Mm-hmm. I think we sometimes too with things like that, you have to envision what the possibilities are. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I constantly do. I'm constantly envisioning what these possibilities are because I'm like, I, I am motivated by, um, I, I'm definitely money motivated. I would love to be able to make a certain amount of money that I feel like would make my life more comfortable. But on the other hand, I'm also incredibly motivated by being able to help people. Mm-hmm. And you cannot help people if you do not have money. That is just not a thing. Like thoughts and prayers aren't enough for you. No, <laughs> it is just not a thing. It's like no, 100%. you can't. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> let's just make money, have fun, and help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah. Make yeah. money, have fun, help people. Yes. Rings yeah, and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can get behind that. I can get behind uh, that. It's been amazing. Thank you so much, Day. Um, I'm definitely, I see one thing I want to say, you know, as we wrap up this conversation. And I just want to say the whole conversation, you know, including your motivation, your vision, your endeavors and everything and talking about wellness for Black people and people of color, I think it's a really, really beautiful display of our intersectionality, uh, which is um, what the program is about, the intersection. So I really, really appreciate the whole uh, conversation we had today. So thank you both, Day and Rihanna. I know how to find you, where to follow you, but how can mm-hmm. people find you, follow you, interact, engage, and purchase? Yes. So um, I am all over the place. Um, so my website is HelenRoseCo.com. My uh, Instagram and uh, what is it? Facebook are both at Helen Rose Skincare. Mm. And then I think that my TikTok is also at Helen Rose Skincare. I don't even know. Is people still on Twitter? <laughs> well, it's not Twitter anymore. right? Is I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't posted on that in a minute, but it's. I think there's something on there. I think it's Helen Rose Skin or something like that because we couldn't get the care in there. But I'm on Threads. I don't really post on that either. I'm not good at that type of stuff. I'm good. I'm more good at like the visuals. I don't yeah, really mm-hmm. have like snippy things to say. Right. <laughs> no. uh, we'll make sure to share those places in our show notes as well. Okay. Um, and oh, I'm in six whole food stores in Oregon and Washington. Okay. And um, I am pitching to a couple more uh, other stores on <laughs> Thursday. I will not say who, but I'll let you know if I get them. Okay. They're, they're local, local grocery stores, so you will. So I'll let you know if that cat works out. And um, and if you jump on my website, I'm at 11 local like shops in Portland and Washington. Mm. So like yoga studios, gift shops, mm-hmm. plant yeah. shops, those type you know beauty stores, those type of things. So there, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm growing. It's it's, get, it's happening. It's amazing. Okay, so if I wanted to buy some gifts for folks, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Christmas. If I want to give like gifts mm-hmm. to my family, what you what product idea. should I be like? You know, a good like entry, the, like the, yeah, 
Yeah. The best one is just to get the kapuasu butter in the little sample size. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I'll, show it. I'll show it to you. So I have the sample size and I have the the um the twist up tube. So these are usually the most popular as this is the sample size. It's really pretty. I put the little wax seals on top. And that's a good gift. Also the tubes of um rose petal soap make really good gifts. People love those tubes. The little oils make good gifts because they're really scarce. They're pretty small. That's small, yeah. And they're um and the oil is really really popular so like those those types of things are like the easiest gifts but if you have like a Helen Rose King they're kind of sore then I have gift sets Ooh. <laughs> so Ooh. I have like the essentials gift set which has the four basic essentials it has the soap the toner the oil and the butter and it has a guide to show you how to use all four of the products nice beer gift set for like men with or people I'm not saying men people with beards mm-hmm. um i have right a, now i have a mustache like nobody business it's and- awful <laughs> i don't even have the full mustache i just have it on one side the full mustache man like <laughs> um, i have a mask kit so like the facial masks mm. um to put on that one's really fun i have a facial kit and i have a body kit so those are will be restocked very soon. So those make really good gifts too because people, everybody loves a kit, especially if it has like uh-huh. a little brochure uh-huh. with it. It makes them feel like you know, like oh, I'm gonna yeah, sure. follow the instructions. Getting a bunch. Uh, one thing I thought about it is just for your consideration is uh to something to heal tattoos. Oh yeah, I have a tattoo. I have the tattoo butter, so I have tons of tattoos. Yeah, I, I make tattoos. So I make it specifically for tattoos and it um has aloe vera in it and which gives it a cooling effect and it also has cocoa butter in it which helps with scarring. So okay. I do that and I get tattoos quite a bit. Like I probably I try yeah. to get them at least three, four times a year. Oh, the yeah. lip butter is a good gift too, because it's like a good soft mm-hmm. stepper and it makes your lips really moist and shiny. So nice. There's all types of gifts. <laughs> of course, we're already doing the tattoo butter. So yes, you know, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm a tattoo lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I gotta get like once I get my new job, I get a new tattoo. So I'll put that on my my That's list of things to get. Tattoo ladies here. Yeah, um, tattoo ladies. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much. 